This is ILX. Welcome back to our Product in 15 Minutes podcast series, in which we explore some of our most popular and most talked about products in greater detail. It's time to take a look at the APM, the Association for Project Management, and their two starter qualifications, as it were, the Project Fundamentals Qualification and the Project Management Qualification. Our APM lead trainer, Andy West, explores why you might want to get a project management qualification in the first place. He also takes a look at what you'll learn on these two courses and how it could be useful and beneficial to you and your projects. We hope you enjoy the podcast and if you want to get in touch with us, all of our contact details will be at the end. Hello, welcome to this ILX podcast. I'm Andy West, Senior Training Consultant at ILX, and I run project management courses and change management courses and lots of other bits and pieces as well. What am I going to talk about today? I'm going to give you an introduction to the APM courses, well, a couple of them at least. First off, who are the APM, the Association for Project Management, and then look at a couple of the uh, starting courses you can actually take from them. The APM are the chartered body for the project profession. They're the professional body in the UK that represents and does training for all project managers and program managers and portfolio managers and project directors. They offer both a qualification and a membership scheme. And of course the qualifications are a good way to get into the membership scheme. I'm going to look at the lower end, the introductory courses. They're called the APM's Fundamentals Qualification and the Project Management Qualification. They're the first two steps in your project management journey. Okay, so what's project management? Project management. Officially, of course, reading definitions, because we always like definitions. The ability to plan, delegate, monitor and control a unique piece of work leading to a change. Fantastic. Most of us don't study project management. We get thrown in from the deep end. And we have to survive and struggle. So why do I need a course? Well, often you learn stuff from your colleagues. Or rather, you learn the stuff that they remember. Or the stuff that they bothered to tell you. Or the stuff that, that didn't work last time, let's do something else. The purpose of all project management qualifications in the end is to give you a broader set of skills, a broader bit of knowledge, to fill in those gaps, to explain why you've always done something that you've always done, but you've never really known why, and why it's important that you do it, and why should it be done properly, and those sorts of things. So that's what I'll have a look at in this little podcast. Everything that the APM look at in terms of qualifications and in terms of their professional membership are based on what's called the body of knowledge. The body of knowledge basically is everything a project manager needs to know. It has about 60 subjects in it. Fortunately, it doesn't try and explain everything. What it has is a summary of the content. Otherwise, it'd be huge and no one would be able to pick it up. What it does do then is refer to lots of other things you can then read and look at to fill in the gaps, fill in the details. What's going on? What does all this stuff mean? For the fundamentals qualification, the APM have taken about 20 subjects and gone, this would be a good place to start. If you understood these things, you could probably work in a project and understand what they're talking about, which is always good. It's run as a two-day course, or, if you prefer, online learning, where you can spend as long or as little time as you want to do it. And it finishes with an exam, I always. This one's a closed book, multiple choice exam, 60 questions, one hour, 60% pass rate. So as long as you've got 36 right, you've passed. It covers things like planning and project management 
and program management, and what are they, and why are they different? And what about risk management and change control? And something called configuration management. You'll learn it on the course. The project management qualification has always been talked about as being the first formal project management qualification. It covers 37 subjects out of the 60. And for project managers, it fills in all those gaps. It looks at not just the technical skills of project management, things like planning and risk management and change control, but the soft skills like teamwork and leadership and negotiation, conflict management. It covers all of those. The course for this is available in a number of different ways. You can do it as five-day study with an exam at the end. Or you can do it as e-learning and do most of the study yourself and then turn up have a short workshop to get ready for the exam. The exam itself is three hours of written fun. They give you 16 questions and you have to answer 10 of them coherently, fully. And they then mark those. It's a 55% pass rate. You don't actually have to pass all 10 questions as long as you score 55% overall. So if you've picked the right questions and you can ace a few of those, you could pick a couple of loser subjects and still get through. If anybody's listening that has the Prince 2 practitioner, they offer a shorter version of that because Prince 2 covers the same sorts of subjects. Therefore, instead of a three-hour exam, it's only two hours. You've just got to answer six out of ten. So much easier. A lot more fun. And it takes out some of the technical things that you'd cover in Prince 2, like planning and risk management and change control and those sorts of subjects, but leaves in all of those important soft skill areas that the project manager needs in order to be able to manage a project properly. Because projects aren't just bits of paper, they're people, they're teams. It's managing all of those sorts of things in order to do it effectively. Having got these basic two, the fundamental and the project management qualification, that could give you access to being a member of the Association for Project Management and therefore go on your journey in terms of professional development. All the higher levels of qualification and accreditation look at not just what you know, but what you do. Your ability to actually apply that, to make sure that things are being done appropriately, to evaluate the use of those sorts of tools as you go through. So there's things like the practitioner qualification and the project professional qualification, leading up to chartered member of the Association for Project Manager. The higher level qualifications, particularly chartership, are all handled by the APM themselves. We can help you with advice about what you might need to do to go forward for these sorts of things, but very much it's your personal journey to be the top of your tree, to be there in the profession, to help the profession develop. Who should do this? Well, if you work in projects and you have no qualifications, it's always good to validate your experience, to make sure that you're covering all the things you're supposed to be doing. So. If you're brand new to projects, why not start with the fundamentals? It's a good place to start. If you've been there a couple of years and you've already started working on projects, you think, oh, I know some of those basics. Well, start with the PMQ. It is harder than you think. People who have been working projects for a little bit of time sometimes look at this and go, I didn't realize quite so much in it. Well, there is. If you look at projects, people expect project managers to know a lot and to be covering quite a lot in the day-to-day -day work. So it does cover all those sorts of areas. It covers best practice. So what you're trying to learn here is what's the most approved way? What do people think is the best way of doing it at the moment? One thing I should say about that, of course, is that we're always learning more. So currently we're on the sixth edition of the Body of Knowledge. However, the APM have just launched the intention of they're working on the seventh edition. So they're still learning. You might as well learn as well. With all of these things, it's about making sure that you've got the right kind of knowledge to do your job effectively. Of course, one of the things you might say is, oh, it'll be easy, I've done this forever. There's always a bit of theory that will trip you over. There's always something you go, oh, I didn't realise that. 
I've known project managers who've worked for five to ten years who've taken the PMQ and found it challenging, but also useful because there's things that they suddenly go, that's why I've always done that. It's good to know why. The other reason that people often don't do this is kind of, well, I don't need it here. Nobody here has those sorts of qualifications. Remember, the world is a dynamic place and you may not always be there. You may choose to move on. And having some recognition of your experience and your ability is always a useful thing lurking on your CV, just in case you decide the grass is greener over there. Before you pick a course, one of the things you always ask yourself is, why do this course? Why not do something else? I've heard of this Prince 2 thing. Shouldn't I do Prince 2? Well, Prince 2 is projects in a controlled environment. It's a structured method. It's aimed at giving consistency in an organisation so that everybody does projects in the same way. And as such, it's a very useful thing to have on your CV if the organisation you work for uses Prince 2. The APM qualifications are not so hidebound in terms of you must do it this way. What they say is you should understand what the life cycle is and what life cycle is appropriate to this particular project, not just the Prince 2 one. They don't offer documents like Prince 2. What they do say is you should document these sorts of things. So actually, the two of them work together quite well because they do cover the same subject. I guess the question here is, which one's best for me? Well, if you're brand new to project management, leaping in doing Prince 2, you might find, I don't know what they're talking about. I don't understand all of these areas. And doing something like the APM Fundamentals qualification could fill that in before you look at Prince 2. If you've already got Prince 2, you've covered the technical side of project management. What you haven't covered is all the other bits and pieces. Because Prince 2 doesn't answer all the questions. What it kind of says is, there's lots of fantastic techniques you could do at this point. But we assume we've already got them. The project management qualification, the PMQ, doesn't assume that. It tells you how to do these techniques. It fills in those gaps that Prince 2 leaves. So... Which one would I do? Well, I would suggest you do both. But think about, what's the best one to start with? If you've got no or limited experience of project management, start with the fundamentals. If your organisation uses Prince 2, then it's great to do Prince 2 next. You now understand what all your colleagues are talking about. But for ongoing professional development, I'd recommend that you do the PMQ afterwards. Fill in all those gaps that Prince 2 doesn't do. Take that step along that professional career, just to add all the extra stuff to rowden out your experience. Another question we often get asked is, I haven't heard of the APM, but I've heard of PMI. Who are PMI? What about their qualifications? PMI, the Project Management Institute, they're the American body for project management, and they have charters, groups worldwide, including here in the UK. Their qualifications are required to have a degree and a bit of proof, 7,500 hours worth of project management, um, in order to actually take the qualifications which you have to do online. The APM are rather more pragmatic about this. Fundamentals you can do without actually having a degree. You may have lots of practical knowledge and you don't actually have to have that kind of background already. You can also do the PMQ without having to have the first degree, without having to prove that you've done 7,500 hours worth of. It is about picking up the knowledge as you go through and having the ability to explain what's going on. If you look at the Project Management Professional, which is their version of the PMQ from PMI, it covers pretty much the same kind of content. It covers to pretty much the same kind of level. It does depend on where do you work and how do you work. For the APM, this is the professional body in the UK. And most organisations that you work with here in the UK will have heard of the APM. 
particularly I have a background in projects. And therefore, the APM offers the best professional qualifications you can get and membership of a chartered association rather than just an institute that people have heard of worldwide. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. And if so, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can also check out our website. It's ilxgroup.com or you can follow us on social media if you like. We are ILX Group on Facebook, LinkedIn and Google Plus and at ILX Group on Twitter. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can also send an email to contact us at ilxgroup.com or you can give us a call on 01270 if you're in the UK, 1300 459 for Australia, 09363 for New Zealand and 0561 496 for the United Arab Emirates.